It's always the older dudes who like, yeah, the circuit's so soft back in my day. I used to break bottles on everybody else. Yeah, like, like that's, that's, that's a felony. Like, oh my god. I'm really glad that shit doesn't happen as much anymore. You know, like, that's a good thing. Like, wow, we're like not committing felons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Fungra Podcast. Today we got Saab Grover and me, Makureshi, talking to you and bringing you another mailbag episode of the podcast. Not really sure when this is actually going to come out. We recorded this at the same time as the first one, but we'll see whenever it actually gets out. So we got some more questions. And like before, we're going to read the question, read whoever sent it, and we're going to have at it. So question: first question we got today is from Bashir from DDR. Um, question is, do you think RDR had its an, a, intended effect, and why? Um, this is a good question, Bashir. Um, and DDR, for those of you who know, is Dunya Dirang. RDR is Urania Dironic. So Urania Dironic was a all all female punker comp. Arose last summer. So it, this is a very interesting question. What was its intended effect, right? Um, I do think that DCC did touch upon this. Uh, well, what do you, 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 yeah, what so do you think it if was? So, if the intended effect, what do I think? What do, you, what do you think the intended effect of RDR was? So, if the, so if the intended effect, I'm kind of in, interpreting it, the intended effect was to inject the circuit with a new wave of off-female Pungar teams that are pushing the envelope. Okay, alright. That, right. That's kind of how I took it. Mm-hmm. Um, another intended effect could be, um, was it to inject more female dancers into the circuit? So, uh, I mean, the first part of this was if its intended effect was to inject the circuit with a new wave of all female Pungar teams, then I don't think it had its intended effect. Um, the reason I'm saying this is just based on the five or six comps or maybe, what, 10 comps that happened in mm-hmm. uh, 2019, 2020 competitive season, mm-hmm. there was only two all-female teams in the circuit. Um, those two teams were DCBC, DCBC, who were the organizers of RDR, and mm-hmm. ASD. Anik Shiraniadi. Uh, which is based out of Detroit. Yeah. So they were the only two really, truly ever-present all-girl Bangladesh teams um, that were consistently competing. Again, this is a this is an East Coast, Midwest perspective. Um, I didn't. I, I don't necessarily because what I was hoping for, I think what they wanted out of that was that these all-female Bangladesh teams took this comp and then ran with it and started competing more. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I believe that's what was the intended effect of it. You know mm-hmm. that. They had an opportunity. All these teams, all these women had an opportunity to compete when sometimes they didn't always have that opportunity to compete. Mm-hmm. And they were able to, to really use that as a platform to push themselves and mm-hmm. mo- and take themselves to the next level. But they all disappeared from competitions. Um, they, were, they, were not really, they weren't really there. Now, if the other intended effect was to inject more female dancers in the circuit, I mean, maybe. Um, but all those women who were in RDR, I, I feel like were already members of the circuit. I, I'm not saying that it's that it didn't bring anybody else new, but when I look at all those teams from uh, RDR, most of those dancers were already people who have competed multiple times. So I will disagree with you to some extent. I mean, from my conversation with them on the um, podcast, episode 26, um, uh, when I was talking to RDR and like the vibe I got, I mean, one, if I think one of the big goals was like, if we can get more all girls teams, that'd be dope. Didn't really happen, but at the same time, what I did see, and I mean, like, listen, this is from my experience with FCB, like, with because FCB had an all-girls team that went, and what I really saw and was a lot of growth from the, all, the girls on my team, 
And I think, that, and that was one of the things that they were saying. They really just wanted to make a give an opportunity for a lot of girls to um, have a competition. And I think, I mean, the thing is, like, this is a male dominated. That's that's very true, actually. What you're saying, yeah, I like, agree with that actually, because I've seen a lot more of a female presence and uh, voice of women mm-hmm. in like DDN when we would put up posts or yeah. whenever you know, like a lot of the questions we got from were from women. Yeah. So yeah, that's but, a very valid point. No, yeah, and like, listen, like, it's just how do you say this? This is a male-dominated dance. It's a male-dominated circuit. However, it's not like girls can't dance or any bullshit like that. It's just the captain captain roles. Like a lot of independent teams are just run by dudes. And I th- what I th- really think this comp really um, brought out was a lot of girls got th- maybe not their first opportunity, but I mean like was given an opportunity to run a team by themselves or maybe with a little help from like help from their like. Um, friends but like running a team making choreography making sets i know if, i know if, at least for again i can really only speak for fcb i can't speak for any other teams but like this is bonit bonit sonali jemmy whoever else was really is super involved with that that was the first time making a set like pretty much by themselves first time making formations choreography mainly by themselves working with the mix all that stuff first time they've done it and this comp gave them that opportunity and the effect showed i mean like Bonit, Jemmy, Sonali, Kumi, like all all the girls on FCB that like they got so much better off that they got that stage confidence, they got the performance, and like I think mm-hmm. I've really I'm seen. A, that. I'm gonna speak. A, I'm gonna speak an example in mm-hmm. Michigan with ASD actually. So it did maybe maybe the way I started off was I looked at it too black and white, mm-hmm. and you know it's always great like you know kind of get new perspectives, and that's why I love having these conversations. Yeah, I would say with ASD. Um, so I do believe the captains of that team and. Uh, I may be wrong, but our uh, Sharni and Munir, they're two captains of ASD who dance. I believe Sharni danced with SDS at okay. uh, at uh, RDR. Mm-hmm. Now, having that performance experience, that leadership experience, I mean, or seeing that leadership experience, maybe serving as a role model, a role model, and then she then has had that opportunity. Another person, and this is just you know, Umar and I, we're very limited in the sense that we're both from the mid, we're from East Coast Midwest. Um, I think believe there were some Spartan girls who also danced on SDS too, mm-hmm. so it gave them another opportunity to dance in that type of environment. Um, and then I do believe they ended up becoming captains of Spartan Pungara or took up a leadership role of Spartan Pungara. You know, just from working with some of those individuals and hearing these stories. Yeah. So I mean, it's all about what its intended effect was. I do think that it had if it's if you were going to take it as a black and white statement, like I said earlier, that okay, are you going to have more female Pungara teams? Okay. No, that didn't reach that goal, um, right? But it did reach a different goal, Uma, which you're touching upon, is that it injected the circuit with more female leadership, mm-hmm. which, and I mean, is, like, which I mean, is awesome. Yeah, and I mean, like, one thing I'm really seeing is that, like, I'm now seeing a lot more girl judges that, like, have run a team, run a comp, and, like, it's awesome. Like, it's not, like, we're not just, like, relying on Ridda and Angela for, like, every single fucking competition <laughs> yeah. to, like, yeah. to judge. It's not, like, I'm seeing, like, new judges, and it's awesome, because it's like, oh, who is judge first time? Who is? Oh, okay, right. She like she she was a, a captain of a team. Like, good. All right. Like, yeah, I, I actually I think to... that a lot of those. I do think maybe potentially from Fodge, there was a couple mm-hmm. of those Fodge Buja girls was dope. who end up dancing on NEBC. So you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. You look at it from like just like a thirty thousand foot view. Mm-hmm. You would be like, nah. Like, what what's the point of it? It didn't really have an impact at all. Like, you know, it, it's like it, it it. There's no new girls teams. But then when you actually dig deep into it, you can see the downstream effects of a competition Next. like RDR. 
and what it and what it did. What's the next question? Um, so, so the next question um, that we have mm-hmm. is from Amin Dingra from First Class Bangra. Something I've noticed is that a lot of teams around the circuit, FCB, Fodge, Fertile, the list goes on, seem to really rely on older dancers and leaders on the team. I've also seen that a lot of judges at bigger comps are more experienced and older. Varun, Sid, Kunto, Trog, Howie, etc. Do you think the circuit has longevity with these trends, or when all of them step back in this, will or when all of them step back, will the circuit take a hit and the level of things will drop? Um, Umar, I would, I would, I have, I have, uh, have some thoughts on this, but I just want to hear your first take on that statement. All right, um, dude, honestly, like I see that, but we have this like conversation every year. Like, dude, the, the, the judges who are ju- okay, I'm gonna attack the judges first. Judge because that's just a little bit easier. The judges who are judging in 2012, 2010, 2014 don't judge anymore. Like, Canel doesn't judge. I mean, those judge doesn't judge. Like, I mean, those is not the the Bangladesh All Stars. No, 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 different different Like, there's like there's plenty of judges that I've had that judged me when I was dancing on Steel City in 2014 that literally don't ex- like Mariam doesn't really judge anymore. Like, there's plenty of them. The, and you also have to remember, like, what is old? Like, in all honesty, like, like am I old? Yeah, like, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure. Like, we, me and Saab, I guess, are technically old to a lot of y'all. But dude, I'm 24. I just turned 24 like last month. Like, I'm, like, I'm 25. Yeah, I like. Um, I've been, I've I mean, been, my my white dotty hairs seem to disagree with me. I'm, and I'm going bald. And I'm going, but I've been going bald since I was 17. Okay, like the shit's been <laughs> bad. <laughs> but point being is that like, who else do you know that has that experience, dog? Like. Who, like who has run kin captain teams like no dude no no there are no judges under the age of 22 like there, there just aren't like sunny here is like the only one i know but he's a like, captain of the team and like done very well like he's, he's been dancing for like, who, like he's been he's been seven years yeah he's been dancing for a while he has an experience i can like wow it makes sense for him to judge but like other than that like it just takes some time to get there and okay sid's sid's an anomaly gunthal's an anomaly shirag shirag is also like those three are just like bad. He's not that. I also think he's that much older. Yeah, like no, that like yeah, yeah. Shrog's like twenty six, twenty seven. He's not. He's not that old. Like he he just seems old because he's been around forever. But he's not that old. Howie, I mean Howie's like phasing himself out already. Varan, I mean who knows what he's doing. No, I don't want Howie to phase himself out. <laughs> but okay, listen. From conversations, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm done judging. This is stupid. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, when I tagged him, yeah. he's like, oh, I don't. When I tagged him, I was like, Yo, fill out this Pungra season review. Yeah. That was so funny. He's like, I don't really watch enough Pungra. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Yeah. So I mean, like, listen, it happens. Now, in terms of, I'll I'll let you take the first half of the question. And so yeah, yeah, the first with, I mean, I'm gonna give you a blanket blanket statement. I'm gonna say no. A dead no to you. Okay, that's I'm gonna start it off my statement with that. I'm mean, I'm gonna give you an example of Sid. Obviously, you know Sid. He's founder of FCB. You dance on FCB. When Sid first judged me, he was 25 years old. This was back in 2016. Sorry, Sid. I told everybody how old you are. So, Sid, Sid was 25 when he first judged me, and this was in Blois. I think at that point he had judged three or four comps, right? Um, and, like I am, those, and, the, and the comps that he judged, like, he didn't actually, like, judge comps. It was just, like, somebody needed somebody really last minute, and, like, that's, like, if they were... I mean, yeah, that's, I what, mean that's what he told that's me. That's what yeah, he like, says yeah. word for word, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, he first judged me when I was, when he was 25. I was, at that time, 22. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, put that in the context of 
of a team that I judged recently, which is uh, BU Pangra and Devam. Okay. Uh, Devam is what? 20 something? 2021? Devam, sorry. I don't really know how old you are. Um, he's in college still. That's the point. He's in college. He's in college. He's on BU Pangra. Junior, senior in college. First time I judge him, he's 25. Or I'm 25 and he's 21. Same situation. It's the same exact thing. Um, you're always going to have those individuals in the circuit. But if you actually look, there's a lot of young individuals. And I'm going to use Fertile as an example. The other leaders of Fertile that aren't Gersimran and myself are Surya, who is 19 or 20. I forgot how old. <laughs> Rishi, who is, I think, 20. Jasmeet, 20. Amo, 20. Um, all these guys are young. They're, they're, they're your age or around your age. Dude, in two years, okay? and they're, and they're already starting judge, to, they're dude, already starting to be groomed to judge Bangarak. Yeah. Dude, in two years, Fertile is going to judge like every single fucking competition. We'll, we'll be like FCB is right now. Yeah. Right? You guys judge like you, Sahil, judge every single comp. Yeah. Right. And then, and then in addition to that, when, uh, I judged NDC with Sid and Kunto, Simran, um, Simran Lali, uh, she's, tw I think she's 23 or 22 or 23. Yeah. So she's in that age range. And I, I truly think that, you know, this is a concern. It's a very valid concern. And I, I do want to just kind of put this into pr perspective is that, like, what you're thinking is actually not abnormality. It's just how things run in the circuit. Mm -hmm. And the circuit's not going to take a hit because these, it, 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 let's just say, now the problem happens if all these 20, 22-year-olds just don't give a shit about Bangladesh when they graduate college or just don't care about Bangladesh at all when they are done, like, when they retire problem, from dancing. That's, problem, that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, then your circuit's going to take a hit. But mm -hmm. if you have people, individuals like Umer, myself, you know, people like Sid, people like all like uh, Howie, you know, we graduated college, but we didn't stop giving a shit about Panga. Mm -hmm. We still very much cared about the art and the competitive circuit. Then the circuit never took a hit. And then we all also continued on paths of continuous learning. where We just kept trying to, uh, to, to uh, learn and be better individuals for the circuit and change our roles. But... When it comes to the state of the state of the independent teams, yeah, there's a drop off. Like, there's no doubt about that. Like, West Coast. I disagree with that. What do you mean? What the fuck? First do you day. Even, what do you? First day. First day. First day is the brand new independent okay, team. Okay, listen, I don't. All count, those guys I don't, just graduated I don't college. count the West Coast because the West Coast has like um, they all trade dancers all the fucking time. They're like, there's like five independent teams and and they all like trade three dancers every single. But time. first day, bro. First day is more of an East Coast vibe, man. I mean, I what? do. How many questions? Is, okay, you know what? First day, you're lucky, man. We're actually talking about you on the podcast. Fine. After yeah. Each year. <laughs> after yeah, every. You submitted like. Dude, dude, how many questions? Dude, did they dude, submit listen, about, listen. Like, yo, over talk the, about first day. About, Finally, like, we're talking yeah, about it. Right. Okay, happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, first day is like all those guys are young, man. I'm pretty sure. How is that an East Coast vibe though? That's my question. What are you talking about? They have a, a distinct LA, like LA vibe. Bro, they have a distinct East Coast Fodge vibe. Are you talking? Not Fodge vibe. Take that back. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Bro, they have a distinct. They have a distinct. They got a distinct Fodge uh, vibe. Swaggy yeah. vibe. Yeah, that matches very closely to Fortilla and, and kind of like Fodge. Okay, so fair. they're way more East Coast than anything. I, I don't think right. with the independent teams. I'm actually glad to see a team like Firsta because they're younger people. They're mm -hmm. a new team on the block. Mm -hmm. That's like you know how it used to be back in the day. Tika. 2010, uh -huh. 2012, before even you and I were. In the yeah, I mean agreed, but at the same time, like. I should say this. Like, dude, there are there are few. Like, there's a transition going on right now, and hopefully it continues. Because I mean, if Furnished is the only team that like st like is the only new independent team is gonna suck. I mean, DDJ is technically a thing. Um, that's it. I don't know. That's it. Like, that's all I know. What do you mean? Um, yeah, name one. Name another. See. Name another new one. Mob. Huh? Mob. 
Man, Ma's Ma, been around they've, been a, they've been around, okay? They, they've been around. Yeah. Well, yeah. the other thing is, and this uh, is kind of, okay, we're really going again, long wait, on this question, yeah. but just dissecting that portion of it, do you think the um, abundance of academies that are now popping up yeah. has an effect? Yeah, that, that, that's a big thing. Like, I, think this is, I think the U.S. is just going to start shifting towards academies. That's a big thing. Like, it's not going to be independent teams anymore. It's going to be, like, CIA. There's going to be DFA. Like, those are your, those are the new, like, powerhouse, like, non-collegiate teams. FBI. You'll have, um, <laughs> you have IRS. You know, you'll have all these new guys coming out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Jake Bjork. This is a question from Jake Bjork. We got from Instagram. Thoughts on universal Bhangra body to standardize, standardize comps and dancing styles. I know. So Umar, you followed up with them, and you kind of went over a little more yeah. detail what this question was about, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, his big, his main question was just like, listen, there's RAS, there's legends. They tend to like standardize rubrics. They tend to standardize judging, and they tend to like have like certain rules in place. So like shit, like a bug meeting minus five and not getting first place is like a stated rule. So wait, so RAS and you said RAS and legends. And legends. Yeah. So for people R- who don't yeah. know anything about like Ross, so Ra- RAS RAS is like the like centralized organization for the Ross circuit, and then Legends in slash DDN is like the overarching like hierarchical centralized government for the fusion circuit. I don't know what the fuck they call them, but that's it's them. All right, so I get why you'd want that because of like issues with judging issues like. All everybody fucking knows what like the issues with the Bungler circuit, but I guess my thing is like, yo, you think like SPD is gonna like listen to a bunch of college kids like doing this shit in the states? Nah, like absolutely not. There is too much variability in how Bungler is done for there to be like a standardized dance form and standardized rubrics like the legend. Like the one thing I really actually so like I've judged one fusion comp and I like butted heads with legends so much the entire the entire judging process and. Because, like, listen, dude, like, I don't want anybody telling me how to deliberate or, like, telling me I can't deliberate. Like, absolutely not. I don't fucking want that. And also, it's, like, I personally think that with Legend, like, the way, again, like, I'm shitting on Legends. I really appreciate how y'all have been, like, really, like, appreciate the effort you're putting in. But, like, I'm just using this as a comparison. Like, the one thing I really don't like about how Legends runs things is that there's one standardized rubric for all the comps. If that was to ha- were to happen in Bangra, like you would lo- it would get so like people already complain about Bangra being boring. It would be so much more boring. Like you wouldn't have a Bruin and an and an MCB and a six and an NDC like exist in the same circuit because those are such radically different competitions. And what those different rubrics really allow is a like a, di- a diversity in how you express Bangra, how you perform Bangra. There can't be live comps. There can't be like all these different competitions if that doesn't happen. They're different. They aren't allowed to have different types of teams, different styles, etc. Um, and that's why I really don't think a, like, universal stand, like, dancing standards should or could exist in the Bunker circuit. However, Saab, I know um, you have some opinions. I, I got some opinions on this. I, I um, I, I, I'm going to echo, man, kind of what you said, but I have another kind of perspective to, to, on it. Instead of standardization, let's move towards a model of guidance. Okay. Um, and what do you mean? What do you like? So like, you what say I mean guidance, but like, is, what do you mean by that? Like, what I mean by model of guidance is that how to run a comp properly. Who mm-hmm. are the different judging options that I have in the circuit? Okay. What are are those judges qualified? Mm-hmm. If I'm someone, and this has happened a lot, a lot in the collegiate uh, with collegiate run fungada comps, mm-hmm. you will have people who have zero fungada background running that comp. Mm-hmm. Plenty. That's and a, like that's a really that's, that's a major problem. And this isn't so just like to, little if you're running comps. something. It's a it's a school of thought, right? So um, 
It's yeah. a school of thought. So you can say like, okay, this person's an organized person. They'll be able to figure it out as they go. I don't, I don't agree with that school of thought. Mm-hmm. You need to have, if you're going to run a comp of a Pungada comp, you need to know what that's like. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know what Pungada is about. Yeah. You need to know the circuit. You need to know the judges. You need to know these things, right? So what I mean and by yo, like, when I, I said that, I do, do want to say this. Like, and this isn't like some kind of like, uh, this isn't just a few comps here and there. These are, dude, these are big comps. Like Berg. Is often run by Ross dancers. I, I, Blowout, yeah, Berg, and their Blowout Berg is also not ex- always has does not always have Pungada dancers as like co-directors or like major board positions. Like I'm naming those who just because I specifically know those, but there are plenty of competitions that are run by non-Pungada dancers. Berg put in their application for their elective board because it just showed up on my Facebook feed that you don't have to for their e board mm-hmm. right. It's like the leaders. Yeah, you don't have to have a Pungada background, which. I understand in their, to some in their extent. E, in their application for their president, all that. I get it. I get it. It's not like it, they're, the Bangladesh is a subsidiary of their whatever like Indian student organization, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that's very critical. Like it's a very, very, very critical thing that you understand Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think about this in like this sense. I have an appreciation for folk Bangladesh, right? And I want to run a folk Bangladesh competition, but I don't know. Because I was I was raised in more of a North American modern Pangala style, I don't know all the folk judges. If you had that universal body that provided more guidance, me as an organizer who loves Pangala, I would be able to go to that body and I could be like, look, I'm trying to run this competition. I want your help to help me pick up judges who are gonna match the rubric that I'm trying to produce. Then but- they would give me a list of these people from India. These people from this person that reach out to these individuals, but that's you, more of a guidance than mm-hmm. a standardized standardizing a comp. So I want to push back against that. That already exists. Like there doesn't need to be like an organized body, dude. There's just word of mouth. Like all these comps can do that already. They can reach out. They can go to BTF. They can do all these things and message. Like, dude, if you go to BTF and you see the people who post the most, all right, there. That's a guy. Let me ask him. Who should I talk to? Like those that those conversations can already happen. There doesn't need to be like, like guidance can already happen in the circuit as it as currently constructed. But it just doesn't because comp directors don't do that. You're right in saying that anybody who wants to run something has a passion for it will probably have that knowledge, mm-hmm. right? But then I become an individual who doesn't necessarily who's never run a comp before, and I kind of want someone on a consultant side of it. It makes sense mm-hmm. that I can have like a I can have a person. I can just go on BTF and be like, yo, I'm running a Pangana comp. Tell me, tell me what to do. The yeah, universal body behind it, the universal body behind it becomes more of a knowledge source and a data bank where, mm-hmm. and it's, it's ownership, right? That's kind of like what, why those types of organizations work and are repetitively work is because there's some type of ownership behind it that's constantly mm-hmm. maintaining it, mm-hmm. right? And, and kind of going to play on the second part of that. I mean, this is a very good question. There's a lot, it's really deep. But, yeah. uh, if all dancing standards are the same, I'm going to tell you something. You will get so bored with Pangada because I'm going to tell you, when I see all these Pangada, collegiate Pangada teams that have white-based Vardhi that all dance exactly the same because they're trying to be CMU Pangada from 2016, right? Like, that's literally what <laughs> no, it is. No, yeah, it is. It is, it is. I don't like watching those teams. I don't like watching them at all. Uh, it's it's like I it becomes derivative. Everything becomes derivative of something, Yeah. right? You will, you are forcing if you put dancing standards, you are forcing teams to become derivative of what was popular, what was popular. And then in addition to that, the golden age of Pangada that most people talk about, you know, golden age, platinum age, whatever you want to call it, 2010 to 2014, mm-hmm. in my mind. Okay, 
where every single day, every single, you went to a Bhangra comp, you didn't know, you knew what you were going to get from the teams, but every team had its unique identity. They all danced differently. Mm -hmm. They all, um, they all uh, had brought something that was uniquely themselves. It was a very fun time to watch Bhangra. Dude, like, listen, I remember, I, I remember the first time yeah. I watched Fodge at BK20, no, Fodge at Bruin 2014. Bro, they danced at a fucking <laughs> ice cream shop, ice cream truck song. I laughed my ass off. Like in a good, like I loved it. Not a lot of people liked it, but I, like I, it's totally unexpected. Like those kind of ideas, it was hilarious. Yeah, and then if you think about it, like you look at the, I would say the top three teams from WBBC 2013. Mm -hmm. The winner was Cornell. I think second place was BK, mm -hmm. and third place was Fodge. Those are completely different teams. Completely different styles, but you could see the entertainment value from all of that. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you have to balance it. Yeah, great, everyone dances exactly the same. Judging is very, I guess easy because you don't really have to focus too much on the, that part because everyone has a dancing standard everyone has to lift their legs like this everyone has to do this even if you look at india every Bhangra team dances a little differently right yeah so it's it's kind of like you don't want to standardize something that's a subjective art because you don't want it to lose its subjective touch it's very important it's very thing that i think that i want like these college i want many people in college to understand college Bhangra circuit dancers yeah kind of went off on like a bunch of different trains of thought there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a complex question. It really right? is. Because everyone looks at, oh, look at Dissy Dance Network and they have legends and look at everything standardized. Dude, it's it's not that great. And dude, I, like, like, I it's know. Not, like, it's not all sunshine and roses mm -hmm. on the other side. Mm -hmm. The grass always looks greener on the other side. But I'm going to tell you, from what I've heard, it's not like the most ideal situation. It's, yo, listen. Not everyone listen, listen, if you can't deliberate, fuck <laughs> that. I just like, <laughs> I'm just going to stop there. God damn! I fucking hate legends judging process. Um, yeah, it's a it's a complex process. It's a sorry. It's a very it's a nightmare. Process. It's a nightmare. So, yo, last question we got today: um, How does the circuit compare in competitiveness to previous years? So, follow up to follow up to that. Why is everyone soft in today's circuit? What are some ways for us to foster kindness and encouragement within the circuit? Fuck you, Priyanka. <laughs> All right. So the questions are like, we kind of lumped some questions together, but it was so, from yeah, Prabhnur we got Bhatti We got a couple of questions. And we got Priyanka. one from Prabhnur, yeah. uh, Prabhnur Bhatti from Fatile. And then the second part of the question, which is what are some ways to foster kindness and encouragement in the circuit, was from Priyanka for who dances on FCB and SDS. Why are you like stumbling um, through FCB, the, man? Like, like what do you that? mean? I'm right here. Why are you stumbling yeah, yeah, through now? Yeah, it's so funny, dude. I mean, Umar's like on your team. Why don't you guys just ask him directly for his thoughts? Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, we lumped these questions together because we thought it was so funny that, that we got one of the questions like, <laughs> Yo, why, why are people so soft? And then like, well, how do we foster kindness and encouragement? But then we saw some some kind of like uniformity in the response. Yeah, I mean, yeah Umar, I can let you shoot first on this one. Uh, this all right, people. listen. <clears throat> all right, I don't know, man. Like, I like, I hate this question because I like look at BTF back in the day. Everybody's just a fucking <laughs> asshole. Like, no, like, it's just, like, everybody, like, everybody's, oh, you're so soft, oh, we can't say shit. No, man, I just don't want to, like, some random dude I don't know on BTF say you fucking suck, ah. It's like, no, like, no, that's just not, that's not feedback. That's just you being a dick. And if that's me being soft, then fuck you, man. Like, I just, I don't want to hear that. Like, that's not how you talk to people. And if it... Yeah, so, like, what, yeah, Umar, so what you're referencing is, like, what people used to do on BTF was you would post a video... And you wouldn't get like a, you wouldn't get like a, you sometimes do and sometimes don't, mm -hmm. but, but, but the often response, so you'll post your video and say, give us feedback. It will usually just be like a one sentence thing. Like, yo, that segment sucked. Or like, that was amazing. That's, That's it. it. But you, you, it would typically be like a critique, but a very short critique. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like very expansive. Sometimes it was very expansive, but other times it was very just short. Like 
poignant, like just one sentence. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, and it's, if you read it in today's world, it comes off as. In any world, man, dude, it's just like any world. Don't, don't give me, don't give me that. Like people are people being yelled at is never nice. All right. Just being a dick. Like people just did not talk to like anybody. I don't know, man. I just, I hated that shit. So like, yeah. Sh- okay. Listen. Do so like I I I hate this question in terms of like being soft like no dude like humans are bad at taking criticism humans are bad at giving criticism this has always been a fucking thing my thing is okay the reason like you could say like there was more competitiveness in the circuit like 2010 to 2014 dude this is this is my this is my opinion and I've I've shared this opinion with some people and like convinced some people and others not but listen 2010 2014 like that time people were self teaching themselves banga. Like there was no like in, at least in the United States there was no stad like going around spread like spreading the like spreading the word of Bangara like there there were they were just like so, like Harmon brought some like Sid would tell me Harmon brought some videos from Punjab some DVDs and they like learned from that like that's how they learned and the thing is that process like having to teach themselves through like all these random fucking sources that weeds out so many people the like, barrier to entry is so high and so if you are able to pass that barrier. You, you already have this, like, it's like self-selecting, like, a certain group of people that are much more competitive. Nowadays, there are, like, a lot of academies in the, in the circuit. There are, a lot, there are a lot of collegiate teams and other teams in the United States where somebody already knows. And so they can just easily teach them. And that person doesn't have to, like, go out and, like, find and really hunt for that knowledge. And so the barrier ent- entry is lower. And so that weeding out doesn't happen. And so you just have less people who, like aren't as passionate about Bhangra as they were back then. That is my opinion. I, I understand people can disagree with me, but that's really, that, like... There, like, There is, so you're, it's kind of like the pride aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're kind of talk, talking about. There's, there's less pride in the dance form. Like, I mean, like, I know you have, like, a team thing, but I mean, like, there's just, like, let's take two dancers. They're going to put those two dancers in 2010 in Bhangra scene, and we're going to put them in the 2017 Bhangra scene, all right? One dancer, super motivated about Bhangra. Super, super, super motivated about Bhangra. He, 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 she will do anything to like find any random person on YouTube from Punjab teaching you Bhangra. He, that guy will fucking compete. Second person, kind of kind of into Bhangra. Seen it on TV, seen some performances. Would be kind of cool. But yo, I got other shit going on. I like, I don't have the time for this. That person's going to weed themselves out. They're self- selected out. Now, take those two people, put them in 2017. That one person who really wants to do Bhangra will find a way. He'll find a team. He'll find it. He'll be awesome. Second person, oh hey, there's somebody who will teach me. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go to practice. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go do that. And that's that's that person is now do, now competing. It's just it's just, in my opinion, the circuit now is just more accessible, and so you now see people who aren't as passionate dancing. And so it might come Look, up, it might come off as soft, but it's just like yo, there's more people doing it now. Look, when I when I think about this, I'm actually going to go into the human psyche about this. Mm-hmm. A human psyche and social media. Jesus. Okay, two parts of it. Mm-hmm. In the human psyche, image is important, right? Image is very important. Now, yo, we are talking BTF, about someone. <laughs> no, yeah, this, I'm telling you, this is going to just this is going to make it all make. This is going to make this all make sense. Give me the, give me your theory of everything, man. So uh, my theory of everything, it's going to make all this make sense. So back when BTF was open. People, you knew who people were. Everyone posted their opinion. Mm-hmm. But social media and the presence of it was not as ever present mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. it is now. You didn't have followers. MySpace was the big thing back then. You didn't have number of followers. You didn't have... BTF had karma points. 
Oh. And I, I think, yeah, they had karma points, but they didn't have, like, likes. Like, the new, like, the, like, you know, I Facebook never knew account. how that karma shit worked. Me neither. Oh, yeah, you could give people karma. Oh. Like, what would happen is, like, so if someone says something you agree with, then you give them karma or some bullshit. I don't know how the system exactly works, something like that. But, um, so essentially, right, like, the way, and then the new BTF, how it changed, actually started implementing a likes system, mm-hmm. the new forum platform. Like, it became more like social media. Mm-hmm. So the very interesting aspect of this is like if you're someone who goes around on DDN or BTF on the Facebook page and be like, yo, that performance sucked. Yo, that sucks. Yo, our team's better than you. Yo, fuck you. You end up producing a label. That label gets associated with you. That label and then because you're associated with the team, that label then spreads to that team. Uh-huh. Okay? okay? Because of that and, and because of the image portion of it and then on top of that, you'll then now let's turn to social media. Because you have that image, people may be less likely to follow you or whatever it may be. You know, some whatever bullshit on Instagram happens. Right? Um, you may not get as many likes or whatever that is. There's very few people that don't give a shit about likes. And if you do or someone who tells me I don't care about how many people followers and likes I have, that's BS. Because it's natural in the human psyche to mm-hmm. have a, you know, like have a... No, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. It's a dopamine rush. Yeah. It's a dopamine rush when you get people to like you. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like a satisfaction to it. Yeah, you know, some people are rare and they get a satisfaction of people hating them. I don't really get. I don't know. I don't know too many people like that, but there's a part. There's that portion of it. Mm. So when you think about it from that side, because I'm gonna tell you, there is still so much shit talking that happens in the circuit. It's just not done on social media. Yeah, in public, there's so much shit talking to do it that happens in the circuit. Like a lot of it, people will talk about other teams behind their back. All the time. I don't really give a shit if you do. That's your opinion. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You can have your opinion. But that shit still exists. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is you want to create that image. And the problem is like someone like, let's just say in my community, there's two Pungara teams, right? Two all-male Pungara teams. You start talking shit about that all-male Pungara team. You start getting imi- labeled as a, a hater mm-hmm. and a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Then people don't want to join you because you have that image. Okay. And they start ignoring those facts of like, <clears throat> oh, maybe this like, this person is actually very knowledgeable about Pungara. But don't you think that happened? they might be a dick. But don't you think that but- happened back then too? What's up? Like my, but my argument is like that that happened then too. Like I mean, if you were an asshole on BTS, but it's not as it's not as pre- ever present with social media now. Like, dude, everyone's trying to create their own brand on social. Okay. Right. Okay. Everyone's trying to create a brand on social media, gain followers. Sure. But when you wow. were doing, when you were back in the day, you weren't trying to create your brand and gain followers. You were just trying to start a Bangladesh team. Okay. And you had your crew. A lot of another thing is a lot of these Bangladesh teams back in the day were just groups of friends starting a group. Team. That's generally how it started. They're, yeah, they're, started. Yeah, that's how it's a group of friends that start a start a start a Bangladesh team together. Mm-hmm. But today it's more about there's like people who have. Uh, no, what I'm saying connect- is that you're you're talking about cloud chasing. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I guess I, I guess cloud chasing. I wouldn't put cloud chasing as the word, okay. but it's kind of like I'm just putting it in the context of me. If I go talk about my competitive team in a very shitty manner. Uh-huh. To out people outside, mm-hmm. it's gonna go to that team. It's gonna cause problems. Okay, right? And it's just not. It's not gonna be like. It's not gonna be fun or anything. Now, for me, what I see this question: certain mm-hmm. competitors in the previous years, kind of how I approach yeah. every competition, is when I go to comp, I may be friendly with you, I might say hi to you, but you're my enemy for. Absolutely, same. You are not my friend. Like, I will not in any way treat you with disrespect. I, if you come to me and you're like, you know, sub. Can you help us out? I need some pins for bugs. I'm not gonna go be like, "Yo, go fuck yourself." No, I'm not. I'm not gonna be I like, sir, swear at you or give you a dirty look. I'll be like, "Yep, I got you." You treat your enemy with respect, but understand that you gotta take them. Yeah, that is, I think, the competitiveness and softness that this question is referring to. 
um, and that why it always comes up is what I kind of see kind of going away. And I and from a Midwest perspective, I think it's because of team pride, individual team pride. What do you mean by team pride, man? Like you, you thought you thought guest like, dancing, oh. guest guest dancing. I hate, so, I hate that like, term. Fucking guest uh, dancing. What, I up? hate that term. Guest I hate guest dancing. No, no, no. I, I no, hate no. I hate that term. Guest dancing. It was like, oh, I'm a guest. I'm go- like, like, fuck you, man. Like, I'm I'm joining your team. I'm a part of your team. Don't fucking call me a guest. So you're gonna be a part of what? Two different, three different teams. Yeah, that's how we treat it on that. So FCB. then when you go in, so then when you compete against another team, yeah. What is what does that mean? Yeah, you were that you're a part. You're technically a part of. You're, you're you were you are a part. Like okay, listen. Whenever I dance against Sunny here or Arun or like uh, Druva or anybody who's danced with FCB, not da- that like mainly dance. Yeah, when I went dance against Druva, I want to beat him too. Yeah, I want to beat him too. <laughs> but what my point is, like, I want to beat them, but at the same time, they're still FCB to me. They're still a part of FCB. I I don't I don't intense, I don't see it like okay, that. Fine. I say if my perspective is if you're gonna dance on my team, yeah, you have you can either dance. The only way you can dance on another team is if it's an collegiate team and you're in college. You are not dancing on another team during the competitive season, or even outside the competitive season. I don't think you should be dancing for another team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my opinion on it. Obviously, people have their own choices, but that's how I approach it. Always, <clears throat> I'm kind of like you are one team. You stand behind one banner and you stick to that one banner. You don't go and dance for multiple teams. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always approached it. That's not how you always approach it. That is absolutely no. That is absolutely false. That is not how you've always approached. I literally you. I asked you to dance if I could dance, and you were like, "Oh my God, you are no dance for me." Okay, so let's cut all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, I, I mean, I mean, I'm someone just cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hypocritical. It's it's very much how I think now, now, but it was not how I used to think like two years ago. Yeah. But um, it's it's so it's pretty hypocritical for me to say mm-hmm. that. But but on the other side, okay. So it's I can I've always wrestled with this topic. Like, okay, should other should one dancer be allowed to dance for multiple teams? Mm-hmm. More recently, I have, and I even think sometimes it's it comes in like flashes with okay. me. That you should only be dancing behind one banner and one team, and that's it. Okay. Um. I. I, I mean. Well, okay. It's kind of just I wanna, like I it's. Throw this it's, example out there. it's just how it works, right? You know, yeah, if, wanna... the state of Michigan is very unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not very many areas that you can say where there's two premier all male teams literally within five minutes of each other and like live in the same apartment complex mm-hmm. and like are like in the same exact community. Yeah, yeah, it's not. That doesn't exist. It's, it's very rare. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. that's an anomaly. Yeah, that's an facts. anomaly. Yeah, yeah. But we, I mean, I, I've I've always said, you know, I'm like, it's not it's not fair to one team. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to two teams if you dance for both of them during the middle of competitive season. That's kind of my perspective okay. on it. But the thing that happens with that is because you start dancing for other teams, you, you create a kinship with that organization, yeah. right? Yeah. That kinship is going to naturally decrease your competitiveness see and this is again like i've told you this before i disagree with you like a bunch of cmu dancers have like danced with fcb i still want to destroy them at every single time i, I beat like i never want them to beat us ever when i went like for delay same day i like when we when we when you got third at champs i was so happy i was like all right fuck <laughs> it like yeah like you know like we, we still beat we still beat them we still beat them like like that like that competitiveness is like never gone it's just not as visible I mean, like again, what's is what, what is I, what is wrong with that? Like, there's nothing. Like, oh yeah, maybe I don't want to punch your brains in, but I still want to beat you as badly. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like I I do see that, but I do kind of see the softness argument. I, I, okay, like, I see is, that it's people are a little bit softer. Okay, oh oh my god, finally we're treating each other like decent human beings. Like people have no like, no, fa- dude. Like, what I mean by that is like, 
if you get talked shit about, yeah. shit on about you, yeah. you don't go and fix what you got. To, you get talked shit upon. You go and complain about. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, all right. Fine. I've seen that. Like, when you're like, when you're like, you, if you go and say like, yo, that team's fucking blue, mm-hmm. right? And I go and say that to some internal person on my team. Okay. I'm not. These are not actual things that happen. Yeah. I'm just giving such yeah, details, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, if I go and talk to some internal person on my team, that person goes and takes it and takes it to another person on that relative team that I'm talking shit about. They will not actually fix what they need to fix. They will go and just talk shit. They will just end up talking shit. And this is what I mean by that. That's like the softness. It's not like, okay, you're going to talk shit about me. I'm going to go to the next comp you compete at, and I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Okay, well then those... What I mean by kick, okay, your, so I mean by kick your ass is I mean like I'm going to compete against you and beat you. Oh, okay. Like, okay, well then maybe that's just like different people because like I would respond differently. It's like, oh, 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 like for the thinks they're going to be me. Oh, fuck you. No, you're not. Like, like, if, like so-and-so CMU thinks they're going to... We're doing tra- we're doing generalization. Yeah, yeah okay. Right, in the <laughs> we're doing generalization. Listen. Right? No. Like, I've always, I've always said like, you know, camaraderie cool mm-hmm. like i appreciate what you do yeah. you have a fantastic dance style but i'm gonna kick i want to be yeah you. that's exactly how i think i, I should probably not say kick your ass because it sounds like i'm gonna beat you no up. i'm gonna kick your ass i mean like i mean like i want to beat you at a nah, dude, like my- i do kind of i think i think that's the perspective that um that uh is this soft thing that always comes mm-hmm. up to be honest i don't hear too much i only see like a very select few people say it. it's always the older dudes who like yeah, the circuit's so soft. Back in my day, I used to break bottles on everybody else. Yeah, like, hey, like that's, that's that's a felony. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I'm no, I'm really glad the circuit's in the elevator. Yeah, like, like I'm really <laughs> I'm really glad that There's shit doesn't happen as much anymore. You know, like that's a good thing. Like, wow, we're like not committing felons. And this, this kind of segues into you know what are some ways for us to foster kindness and encouragement in the circuit? I, I honestly think that everything that's being done right now is fostering that kindness and, and encouragement. Like, the way people treat Pangara, like, on social media, the supportiveness behind it, the number of academies act as that encouragement. I mean, and I, I actually want to highlight this in the ADZ podcast. Mm. We did not say the judges' names. I, I don't know if anyone actually picked up on that. Yeah. We didn't say any of the judges' names. Nor did we even ever utter the statement. We may have said that Mob maybe should, should have had a larger point deduction for when they're placing. Or they could have a potential disqualification or whatever. But we never said the words mob should not have placed. Listen to that podcast. I don't think you should. I don't think when we can really I, validate I'm, this I don't remember hearing it, but I don't think we said it either. We never said those words. Mob should not have placed. So when I mean by foster kindness, encouragement, be a creative. Do stuff like this podcast, right? You know, say if you want to be on the podcast. Be like, hey, I've had like this Bangada history. We may not know who you are, or we may know who you are. We just haven't thought about it. Be like, hey, I kind of want to share my knowledge. You know, don't think about it in a cloud sense. Remember, no cloud chasing. But be like, hey, I kind of want to share my knowledge of what Bangada, like what my experience and journey through Bangada is. Would it be possible for you to include me on the podcast? You know, we are always open to mm-hmm. that. You know, that kind of that attitude of just being very open minded and fostering that environment. And being very communicative in the sense that, you know, you're always going to communicate in a positive light mm-hmm. and not do anything in a negative manner is always going to foster a great environment, you know. And I really, like, think that, you know, we took that podcast, the last one, and we really flipped the switch on it and said, you know what, this is more of an education thing than a case study. Yes, you know, we got um, we got we had our emotions come in where we got heated mm-hmm. and we were like, you know, that's not acceptable. We took it as something that we want people to see where a pitfall may happen. Mm-hmm. And we want you to take it as an educational opportunity. Those are the ways that you foster creative environments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, so I, I mean, I don't that's, really have else uh, it's a, it's great because you could kind of like, you know, it, it's like this question is so funny that there were such opposite polar opposite questions. I thought it was so yeah, funny. I'm always gonna be like, you know, a little bit because I I saw that environment. I was like, yeah, we we're a little bit softer today, but. I do. I don't think it's a bad. No. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Ever, I don't think sure. It's a bad thing. If 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 like not getting the fights at every single after party and not like cursing each other out is softer. Like I'll take that. That's fine. I'm I'm totally cool with that. I'll like I'm I'm, I'm a punchy little man. Then whatever. <clears throat> Anyways, this that was the last question. Um. Yeah. This was yo. This was dope. Again. All right. I really like this. We should do this more. <laughs> we should, yeah. We should, we should. Yeah. This is really awesome. Yeah. Like I, I really appreciate everyone submitting their questions and all of that. Um, if you do support the podcast, um, please share on social media platforms. We are trying to reach a broader audience, mm-hmm. um, not because we want everyone to follow what we say, but because we want everyone to be to be able to hear different voices in the circuit. Yeah. And um, if you do support the podcast, if you um, like what you heard, if you didn't even, if, let's just say you hated what you no, heard. No, tell us. You know, I want to hear from you. Tell us. Yeah. You know, you know, send us a DM. Um, you know, message Umer, whatever. What? You know, just FaceTime me. me, like I always FaceTime. say, you know, to most people. But it's really great that, you know, we want, if you want more items like this, share things like this. Yeah. You know, you, if you want more things like this in the circuit, share. Yeah, like, dude, the um, BTF, like, um, we're yeah. going to put, we're going to post this everywhere whenever it comes out. And, like, on BTF, the last podcast, I had, like, 80 comments on it. It was hype. It was awesome. I loved having that conversation with everybody. So, like, there was a ton like, of discussion. Oh, it was it, great. That's great. It was great. I want to have that. I want to, fo- that's what this podcast is about, like, fostering and bringing more conversations to light. So, yeah. All right. Cool, cool. All right, well, this was another episode of the Punk Rock Podcast. Mm-hmm.